Hello and welcome back to the Tim Weichselbaum Show. This is episode 66 of the program. We made it to 66. Maybe someday we'll make it to 666. And then we can do a devil-themed show because that is one of the unique characteristics of that digital Anyway, welcome back. This has been an interesting, boring, boring week for me, but also it's not boring unless you look at it that way. I'm slurring my words because I am pretending to be drunk. I don't drink anymore. In fact, I kind of wish I did because that was fun, man. It's fun to be dr- The thing that's fun about alcohol is that it puts you in the moment. It makes you just like, yeah, it it shuts down the part of your brain that makes you want to be an adult. And I think I've talked about that on a previous episode. Being drunk is fun. It makes you want to just live life in the now. And I don't really do that anymore. I haven't had a sip of alcohol in over a year, in 500 days actually. I hit my 502 days sober, I think. Today and that's uh, a lot of day. That's a big number of days, and I'm not, you know. So that's the sober update. But I, but I'm not completely sober. I still take uh, psychedelia. I I stuff a bunch of psychedelia down my throat to put me in the moment to up my serotonin. It uh it arouses my serotonin receptors, and we're getting scientific because. I like to know what's going on in there, man. Nobody knows what's going on in there. They just know that it has something to do with the serotonin receptors. And it, it probably, I don't know, when you're on the psychedelia, it makes you want to, like, feel love, man. It, it gives you this reminder that love is the most important thing, man. That's why hippies are all about that. That's why hippies are like, man, you got to love yourself, man. And then you get away, and you go, I, no, man, I don't. I'm not into that, man. I'm not into that whole love thing, man. Can you, can you kind of get back to real life, man? Where businesses are real, man. Like sometimes you gotta go to the DMV, and like you know, it's not about love at that place. You can't just walk in there and be like, hey, man, I love you, man. Can I get my license now? Uh, probably not. Probably not. By the way, you're talking. Uh, have you had anything? Have you had anything to drink today, sir? Cause we don't talk like that here. The DMV. Okay, you passed the test, unfortunately. So we're gonna see you on the road there, crazy guy. So yeah, hippies are weird, you know, and they tend to not care about hygiene that much. They just, hey man, what's the big deal, man? So what? I didn't take a shower, man. At least I love myself. I love myself, man, and you should love yourself, too. And maybe you won't have to take as many showers as me once you figure out that love is all that there is, man. All you need is love, man. It's a good song, man. Dude, that's a good song. I was thinking about that song last night or something. I was drifting. I was like, man, the Beatles, man, they, 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 they hold up, man. The Beatles were love, man. The Beatles were everything, man. You can't really be better than that, man. There's no better there's no better band than that band, man. In the six in the sixties, man. They uh they filled up that decade with so much great content, man. But the song All You Need Is Love, that was done live. John Lennon was just singing that thing live. Like like uh 
Everybody talk about something. No, that's a different song. That's uh, Give Peace a Chance. Never mind. That was also done live, though, in bed. He did that in bed, and he still sang that song. And people were singing, Oh, wait, I'll say it. Give me a chance. I don't have to sing the whole song. It's embarrassing to sing on this thing. But I am a singer. I got paid $10 to sing a song like less than a month ago. So that means I could call myself a singer. <laughs> but anyway, but all you need is love. It's a great song, man. It's like, it's, it's like, yeah. So anyway, the Beatles, love, whatever, man. It's hard to get into that vibe of like, you got to love yourself before you can love anybody else. There's something I figured out couple weeks ago i don't know i think i figured it out just last episode or sometime in between when i was taking psychedelia i guess we're still kind of talking about psychedelia that's what i've been doing i've been allowing myself to ingest enough just enough to get into the right place the right headspace man because i did them like a week ago I do them so often, I can't keep track of like when this was, but it was like less than a week ago or exactly, it was just over a week ago, and I was taking a shower, because I'm not that much of a hippie, you know, I still take showers, even though I'm partaking in what they partake in, and I have the mindset of a hippie, or a dude in a, you know, not that much of a hippie, not like a dude in a head shop that works and it just sells hippie stuff, like, whatever. I was in the shower and I was like, man, you you got you got a lot to be excited for. You got a lot to look forward to. And even I was like, no, yeah. like I know that I wasn't going to think that later on. I just knew that in the moment I was I was in a good mood and like I guess in some ways that's true because it's how you look at life. If you enjoy your life, you're going to be looking forward to the next day, right? You're not just going to be like, well, I have today and this is okay, but I don't give a crap. About, I'm not excited for the future. I get, I'm trying to be excited for the future. I don't, I don't, I'm trying also to not do the accent, the infective, addictive Timmy Gusta accent that I've been cultivating and it's obnoxious and. Anyway, it's a character that I created and he does an accent. I did it for four hours. So do I have anything to look forward to? I don't know, man. We'll find out later in the show. This is going to be an interesting show. Uh, Psychedelia puts you in the moment because it's scary. It raises your heart rate and you could, it could cause panic. And that ain't, necess- that ain't usually like a good thing to like have an artificially increased heart rate and panic. It's usually not why you take them, but they do that. There's a side effect, and it just goes, it makes you go like, okay, I'm like, I'm going to be feeling this way. I can't get out of this, so I might as well kind of absorb what it's trying to tell me, or at least try to not freak out. And yeah, now it's generally a positive experience unless I take a lot unless I take you know a certain amount if I take a certain amount then I start having these dark thoughts that are pretty brutal and they're dark but sometimes dark thoughts are are there and they're not to be uh they're not necessarily the most they're not untrue they're just dark and it doesn't mean you're gonna act on them it's like oh it's like you just go okay that's a possibility that I that there's this dark thought that could 
consume me and lead to a bad decision or something. But it's, I don't know. I'm pretty. It's just a thought, and we ha we have them sometimes. But the the psychedelia makes it very like palpable. So anyway, I've been doing a lot of that. And not every day, but I do the the microdosing. Ugh, boring subject. But it, yeah, I've been doing microdosing. I don't know if it helps yet. Too early to know, because I'm still going through this low dopamine phase of my life. Where what I called it on the last episode is uh, low baseline dopamine levels. BDL, not BPL, which I kept calling it on the last. To correct myself, last week I kept going to BPL. It's BDL, baseline dopamine levels. It's a term that I invented because I am a wannabe expert on the subject. And it's something I'm still struggling with. But also I am making progress on it too. It is a self-improvement podcast. This podcast is about self-improvement, which is a popular thing, a niche. Uh, that a lot of people subscribe. It's like, oh, I'm going to get better at life. I'm going to improve myself from the inside out. Because you got to love yourself. I think you love other people. That's something I also kind of touched on in the last one. I said, you know, if you actually do increase the strength of your prefrontal cortex, you could... I don't know what the hell I was talking about. It made sense at the time. I think the gist of it is if you actually work out that part of your brain, you'll have more control over your life and you'll actually be able to like work hard and you won't just seek pleasure. You're not just going to listen to the the animal part of your brain that just says, hey, we just got to eat a bunch of ice cream today. And then you wake up the next day, we're doing that again. We're doing that again. Ice cream. It's like you never get sick of ice cream. I don't. I do. I get sick of ice cream. But then I I just, then I go to donuts. So I'm on a keto. And this brings us to the first official topic of the episode. That was just a BS intro. Here's, here we go on the first time. Okay. I had, I was hungry today for something sweet. I'm on the ketogenic diet, so I only eat low-carb meals. Usually I just get these microwave meals delivered. I'm not going to say the brand name because they ain't a sponsor, and I'm not big enough to even be sponsored by them anyway, so let's not even talk about them at all. Now, it's a good service. It's not cheap. It's fairly, I don't know, it's, it's decent decently i don't know everything's expensive if you're not if you're not making money if this is your job if you're a podcaster and you know you ain't making no money from it everything's kind of starts to feel expensive after a while but uh so it's so that's what i eat mostly is just this savory microwave meals that take two minutes to heat up because it's microwavable i don't know if i already said that that's kind of usually what it means when some microwavable is that it takes about two minutes to prepare and uh, I'm not ashamed of that part of it. I'm kind of ashamed, actually, now that I... It is kind of shameful to be eating uh, only microwavable meals a as an adult. I do feel the shame of that, and but I am not embarrassed. <laughs> I'm ashamed of it, but not enough to not talk about it. Like, I'm not going to hide the fact that it happened. Also, embarrassment. I don't really hide everything that I'm embarrassed of either on this podcast. So anyway, because it's a television podcast. We're trying to tell the proof. So that means showing my dirty laundry. This is not dirty. This is 
not as dirty as some people would allow it to get. Anyway, so I have I had a sweet tooth after eating these savory meals. I was just sort of in the mood to indulge. It's, it was Saturday, and I was like, you know what? I can't help myself. The animal part of my brain is telling me to order something a little bit more sweet, you know, something for dessert. So I got, you know, you know I ended up ice cream in the home. It's a ice cream free home at the moment, not by choice, just by because I ran out. It's not, you know, it's not a rule. It's not like, uh, it's not like we don't allow it. No, I ran out of ice cream and I didn't really feel like buying more of the same, same exact ice cream that I've been eating for months on end. So I decided to indulge in a place that sells only ketogenic foods. And uh, it's a restaurant, so they sell items or what do you call it, you know, entrees and donuts that are $4 a pop. Some of them are, they're like $5 a pop for a donut. This is 2023. Inflation is pretty bad, but $5 for a donut? I don't get... And these were not good donuts. They were just keto. That's the only reason they cost so much is because you get to be like, oh, I'm eating keto. So it's worth, so I don't feel bad afterwards. But guess what? They don't taste that good. The texture is like crumbly. It's not safe. It's not good. It it just doesn't, the dough, it's not dough. It's cake. It's an almond-based cake version of a donut the fr- it's nothing to write home about it's to complain about it's something that i is worthy of complaining about but they're not that good and they're five dollars a pop and they left me full uh, but it's not it's like come on man it's like being on vegan and trying to get something that tastes kind of like animals, but it's not, but it tastes kind of like it. It's like never going to scratch that itch. It was $5. Did I mention it was $5 per donut? So I felt guilty for spending that kind of money on uh, just a box of donuts, but I, you know, I don't regret it. It's just that uh, the part of my brain was not satisfied the animal part of my brain was not satisfied. My prefrontal cortex was definitely not satisfied. And I don't even know what it feels like to be satisfied in that way because I've never been that satisfied uh, as often as I am with the animal part of my The animal part of my brain, I know when it's satisfied and it's a low-quality satisfaction. It's just like, okay, I'm tired. Or oh okay I'm I'm horn I haven't I finished on this I'm done with this urge I satisfied this craving and it's a you know hunger whatever uh, reproducing those basic needs with the prefrontal cortex for that to be satisfied I got to be doing something creative like I got to be producing art so if I sit down. And uh, produce a bunch of videos. Like if I sit down and say a bunch and like make a bunch of TikToks, which I did last week, it made me feel that satisfaction of like, okay, I got something done. I could actually go to sleep and be ha- like in a nice, gentle, 
not gentle. Like when I fall asleep, there's this very distinct quality of my sleep that improves after I put out something creative or after I exert myself in a way that feels creatively rewarding. It just makes me sleep like a baby. Like I feel tired, but not exhausted. Like, not in a bad way, not like, oh, shit, I'm, like, not in this, like, foggy kind of way where it's just, like, I'm exhausted. No, it made me feel like I'm done. I've done enough today. Now I could go to sleep like a little baby. So, for that to happen, I gotta be producing, I gotta be doing something creative. I'm sorry, that's just what it takes. I mean, maybe there's other ways to get it. Like, maybe I could get it from some social... Uh, satisfaction, but usually that just stimulates me. Usually if I have a good time at a party or something like that, um, that just stimulates me and then makes me want to be creative. And then maybe if I'm creative, I don't know. So that's just something that I just learned about myself in the past few years or five years. I don't know, man. It's very distinct. It's easy to know when it's happening. And I don't get it from food. Food just knocks me out. I don't want to just be knocked out. I want to feel redeemed at the end of the day. Not like winded. Not like, okay, I, it's time to end this day. You know, because it's like this. I have this unsatiated hunger. And I've been working on that. So here's the good part. After that long explanation, I'm starting to learn how to do hard work that normally I would rely on cannabis to get my work state moving along, to get into a task, to press the start button on a task, just to sit down and edit a little clip from a podcast takes so much exertion, takes so much fortitude without a performance enhancing substance such as cannabis i've been off cannabis for 60 days uh more than that i'm going on 70 days and i ain't got no plans on going back to it my sleep quality is horrendous but i've been productive in the early part of the day I pop out of bed reluctantly because, you know, it's not like... Because I still have this fog, this brain fog, and just this everything fog. Forget about brain fog. That's the fancy term that everybody loves to use. That's the that's like the hipster term. Nah. I have everything fog. I get out of bed and my limbs are heavy. Like, my joints are creaky. I, my pelvis doesn't even have joints. And it's... Cr- like annoyed too my pelvis is like come on can we not move around today it's like you're just a one thing you don't even move you don't even bend my elbows bend what's my pelvis complaining about pelvis i guess it holds up the leg it's like it bears the weight of something it bears weight but it doesn't bend is the point i'm making it has no joints unless you're talented unless you're a talented gymnast then you could bend in the pelvis region but anyway I get out of bed, I got this fog, but I take my meds and Adderall, and that is effective. It gets me 
vertical as opposed to horizontal. By default, if I was unmedicated in this dark period of my life, I would just be in bed all day consuming. I would get out of bed to to eat. That's it. That's the only thing that would motivate me to be vertical for a little while. But even just sitting at this desk here where I edit video, um, that takes work. That takes a lot of effort just to sit upright. So I got to be on the medication for that. And I, I was able to get a lot of work done this past week in terms of editing content. And still got a long ways to go. But what I figured out is I just have to force myself to get started. Once I get started, I could. it makes me want to keep going because I'm never going to really feel satisfied, but I'll at least have the uh, fortitude to keep going. I got all this editing done today. I did about tw- I knocked off like 20-something clips from a podcast that I was on, Austin Culture Club podcast. Timmy Gusto was on it. I was just the... Uh, I just booked it for i uh i got him the the gig and he showed up there and he did his thing and he he was very good on that podcast in my opinion so i found a lot of moments that are i thought were clippable some of them not as good as others i'm finding out by the review by the youtube views you find out very very uh fast if something was high quality content or not because youtube has a pretty good algorithm it tells you it's like okay you got a couple thousand views you got 5k views um if you get less than a thousand views on a short it's usually not that good they, they'll they give anything 500 it could be yeah so anyway but i still it, i'm learning you know i knew it even before i upload i could tell usually Whatever, man. It's tough, man. TikTok, very difficult to... What I'm doing is not getting traction on there. I need to get a... I need to figure out something that's way more, like, uh, that hooks people. Instagram, uh, I don't know. That's the part that sucks. Is like, I'm not getting much growth by putting out these clips. A couple followers here and there. So it's a it's a grind, it's a grind. So I put out I put in four hours of editing work today, and got many days worth of clips that I will be going out. But how many uh, subscribers and whatever am I gonna get out of these four hours worth of clips or work? I don't know. Maybe like fifty at the if I like probably something like that fifty. If I'm being realistic. And uh, that's not that bad. Actually, I'm pretty, I think that's not bad if accurate. I don't think it might be less than that. It might be only like uh, 20 to 30. But that's four hours of work. And that's, uh, it was hard work too. It was a lot of clicking, man. Because these shots were not like, it was not like my podcast, which is one camera. This had three cameras, so it was changing from every like second. So I had to line up. I had to make manual cuts anytime the cameras changed, uh, because I had to move it into the vertical 
aspect ratio. So it was very time consuming and tedious. But that's what editing is. And four hours. So we'll see what I get out of that four hours of hard work, man. It's also just the hard part is not just the clicking and editing. It's the picking which parts to leave in. That's the creative part. And that part is draining. It's like that part is the hardest part. It's like, okay, next one. Is it still funny? I got to re-listen to it, which I hate. I don't like watching myself. But if it's good, I'll tolerate it. I'll be like, okay, yeah, that was fun. I'm not sitting there laughing my... I'm not sitting there laughing my... Took us off. But some of them I go like, yeah, okay, it's kind of funny. Like I smile a little bit. I snicker to myself. And I I don't know if that means, if I snicker, that means it's probably worth like a couple thousand views. Uh, If I laugh, probably like five to 10,000 views. I don't know, man. So I'm pretty hard on myself and but also out of those thousand people that see it only like a only like one or two of them will like it enough to press the like button and then an even smaller amount uh will subscribe. You might have to add a call to action at the end to ask them can you please subscribe if you but that's forcing it a little bit. I don't think it's necessary. I think I just need to put out uh, shorts that get more views. Like I don't know. I might. You, that's the thing. You might want to milk as many subscribers as you can, even out of the ones that only get 2k views. So you go at the very end, or right during the punch. You know, usually the very end is where the punchline is. You just have to throw up a little. Please, can you please subscribe to Timmy Gusto or whatever Tim Weishelbaum. But I don't not I don't like doing I don't want to do that. That's kind of too. I don't want to do that right now. I'm not that I'm not willing to stoop to that level yet. It's just a little too much for me. I want only the people that really like it to watch. I guess right now. But at this juncture, I do want more views on the the long form. This boring. This monotonous monologue thing that I'm doing right now. I realize this is boring. Um, to most people, that's why I chop it up and put in timestamps and make s- s- clips. But, well, I'll have more guests. I'll have guests on. This is just a- another solo episode because uh, it takes effort to uh, to go to find it, to figure out, okay, is this person good enough to be a guest and do I have the courage to ask them to be a you know like first of all they gotta be somebody that i want on and also willing to come here so you know but but that said i'm gonna have i'm gonna have guests i'm gonna try to get a uh somebody that's not just a dude on we're gonna get some different colored gendered not colored jesus christ different what i meant to say was different colored genders and that was not the right way to phrase that. I was trying to be creative with the phrasing. It's like, but I like it actually. We're going to get some different colors <laughs> in terms of gender. Because there's many genders. I'm just the blue. I'm blue for boy. We're going to have pink for girl, red for 
fierce girl. Whatever, that was dumb. Red would be just older, you know, more mature woman. Uh, you know, dark blue would be like an old man. I don't know. Black would be like a... What would black be in terms of gender? It's a good question. We're going to answer that on the next episode. I don't think uh, gender is a good comparison for like or a good uh, mo- uh, thing to compare. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Like, because like how many gender? Like, what would the black gender be? Anyway, that was a dumb topic. I, that's why I, I don't know, man. I'm being very like. Uh, I'm trying to not be like offensive for some reason. I'm trying to like not be. Um, the same way all the time. I'm trying to not just like be like, okay, I don't believe I, I'm one of these guys. I'm an edge lord. I like to say shocking things and like curse all the time. It's like I'm kind of getting bored of that. I'm kind of tired of that because um, what I kind of want to be is somebody that could play any club, any comedy club, if I were to pursue stand up in a professional way, which I still kind of am wanting to do. It's not like I gave up on that completely. I just, uh, I'm starting to realize how much work it's going to take. And so, you know, we talked a little bit about work and how much effort I'm putting into podcasting. This four hours that I put into this, this podcast, I'm talking Austin culture club. That's not even my podcast. And I'm putting in all this work. Um, so that's just what I'm willing to put in in terms of time into my creative endeavor. So why can't I do that with stand-up? That's hard. That is very hard. I, I recorded some stand-up sets this past week that were pretty good, and I, I can't watch them. I can't bring myself to watch them. I forced myself to get a seven-second clip out, and it didn't do anything on uh so it didn't work on tiktok so i think you got to go longer i think the algo on tiktok is more favorable towards longer videos these days they used to be different used to be much easier it's becoming you gotta be crazy like that's another topic is um for me to actually get attention like real attention or popular on social media in particular, TikTok, if I really want to at age at this age in my life, like, you know, like somebody on there, in my opinion, what it would take is doing something that takes a lot of balls, like singing to people on the phone or that's just an idea that I had is like uh, singing to telemarketers, just singing like a karaoke song with the backing track so they would hear the backing track into their phone and me singing to them that could be funny but the the problem is there's no telemarketers anymore anytime i get a a spam phone call it's usually just uh, a robot i think but i don't pick them up so i don't know so i gotta figure out a way to get telemarketers that are actually not just people doing a normal job i'm not going to bother people but this would be in the prank phone call niche which i think is a perfectly legitimate niche 
for Timmy Gusto to get a his name. I don't know. But that then that's just one little thing. And I was thinking, you know, I kind of want to be popular for something that I really like. I don't want to just be popular for doing something obnoxious or ridiculous or one-noted. But then again, that's a, not a, the worst thing in the world to what I just said, the karaoke, into a stranger's phone. I think that is what I would want to do uh, because it would allow me to do more karaoke. I would be able to go live and just do my own little karaoke concerts, which is one of the things I like doing. So that's... Oh, I don't know, man. That would take balls, though, to actually sing. Yeah, I don't think I'm... I don't see myself... It just came into my head as I was drifting to sleep. I was taking a nap. And that's when you get your most creative ideas, man. When you're on the verge of wake and sleep. That's when you go, oh, man, that would be good. Because I'm starting to get, like, more serious. Not desperate. Not desperate yet. And I don't know if I'll ever really... I'll probably just quit before I become desperate at at, uh, getting popular on TikTok. I think I'd rather just give up. But that would be closer to desperate as doing something that is like involving other people and blindsiding them, blindsiding them. Uh, That's usually what works there on there is like you want to have an interaction between people or you could just do a sketch there's other ways to get views that you don't have to bother people for or embarrass yourself, but kind of that's actually, I don't know, man. A lot of them are people doing cringeworthy things and embarrassing themselves. Like they overact. I could, I don't really do that anymore. I'm too uh, low dopamine right now. Uh, my BDLs are too low for me to be like, whoa. This world is going to shit. It would just seem too forced to just like to, to like freak out about something. I just ain't the type of person who has the kind of energy. But that's why people like it. That's why people watch. Like, look at this guy's this guy's crazy. This guy's freaking out. Yeah, I don't really f- f- have anything to freak out about. I just can't move my muscles. Like my my whatever my fast twitch <laughs> muscle. Uh, who whatever you call it. I'm bombing in that department. I don't really want to move around much. Even talking is kind of exhausting. But in a good way. When I do this podcast, it's tiring to talk this much. But it gives me that afterglow, that buzz. And then I listen back to it and I hear all the saliva sound, the, the, the lip smacking and the dry mouth. I need, I should have drank more water. I need a drink of water. I could pause it and get water. But we're not going to do that because that involves editing, which um, I kind of like the feel of like not editing this thing. Anyway, so anyway, I did comedy. I tried to do comedy in a park earlier tonight. It didn't go very well. I was very like in my head and nervous and like I took a risk. I was like thinking about TikTok stuff and I was like, you know what? I'm going to sing karaoke during this set. And I've done that before and it's not a smart thing to do. But it, it's just the fact that it's kind of like so out there. That's why I, I did it. And like I, I quit about 10 seconds into the song. I was like, it was pretty embar- It was embarrassing. 
And I should have said that at the time. I should have been like, that was embarrassing, but I didn't even think to do that because I was too rusty. And being rusty on stage is a bad feeling because it just makes you want to do it again. It's like, oh, great, I got to shake shake off the nerves and do another set as soon as possible so I could remember how to get back into this thing. And it's a, I hate that feeling. It's the worst feeling, man. One of the worst feelings. There's worse feelings than embarrassment, I guess, after public speaking goes bad, but not many worse feelings than that. Like, obviously, it was worse physical feelings. But it was a shameful thing, and I was like, crap. But that's why I'm trying to get better, man. This is a self <laughs> This is a self-improvement podcast. And I gotta learn how to work harder at at my pursuit towards creativity. I'm a really I'm already willing to put the time in. Now I just gotta up my game in, in the other aspects of it, like input. I gotta think out topics better. Instead of just riffing the whole time in this podcast. for This podcast, horrible. This podcast ain't going nowhere. Maybe if I prepared more, it'd be better. But even then, it's still just a dude talking to the camera. But we're going to get other colored genders here. And by that, I mean other genders. We're going to have the whole spectrum of genders represented on this podcast eventually. Um, by that, I mostly am just saying, I, I'm going to get a woman on here. I don't, that's all I was trying that's all I was saying without saying it um yeah dog we need woman power on this podcast somebody to to uh I don't know man cause I like I like women I like they they give me um energy they stimulate me young women I, I'm talking about the old ones just make me want to go into a cave and never leave the one, not the bad, not the good old ones, like Yoko Ono, like bad, the bad vibe, old women, um, the hags, there's a reason they're called hags, there's actually a chair in front of me that is called hag, the brand, and that's the exact word I was thinking of at the time, so yep, that's what I'm talking about, anyway, young women, vibrant women, some of them are horrible. Some of them are buzzkills, obviously, just because they're like mentally ill and they want to dominate because they just don't want to share. The, I don't know. They don't want to like per, like make men feel good about themselves, so they bring them. They tear men down. Yeah, fuck those women. Um, but the the other ones, the good ones, the ones that actually are like healthy, mentally healthy, they stimulate me. So I need to incorporate them into my creative endeavors because they give me, I'm just, that's just how it is. Women are my muse. I'm not into men. Um, I'm into women. So that's who makes me want to like do my best at art. It's just how it is, man. If you're isolated and like, like me, like this house, this four bedroom house, like it's just like this cave this empty cave and it's hard to get inspired inspired so that's why i take the psychedelics and even those only go so far i mean it's just another way to stimulate yourself or up your brain chemistry or balance it do something to it 
But anyway, this has been a boring episode. A very boring episode. At least it's at least what I was saying earlier about how I could try to do something desperate to get popular on TikTok, or I could maintain my pride and be fine not being popular. Like I don't. At least I know why I'm not. Like I, I'm starting to learn why I'm not getting popular. So at least I have that i don't have to feel bad about i don't feel like uh like i'm getting uh gypped by the algorithm or anything because uh usually the algorithm knows what to push out it's something that there's an audience for so if you're not making something that there's an audience for and one of the uh topics that came up on the recent episodes besides uh the ones that i even talked about like self-improvement adhd and all that is that narcissism? That was a big topic. That's a big topic. I put out a couple snippets, a couple clips with that topic, I think, or at least I tagged that topic. And yeah, those those that has an audience. Uh, I, I I'm a fan of that topic, but it gets very draining. Like hearing it, like the more you learn about it, it you feel like holy crap! I can't believe I'm such a victim of this. Um, cause I am, I'm, I've been a victim of other people's narcissism. Um, I'm perfect. I'm a clean, I'm a full, uh, innocent being. I'm an angel when it comes to, uh, that I'm not saying I'm okay. I'm just Of course I'm not. I'm, yeah. Compared to people that actually have like clinical narcissism, I'm a angel. I have like empathy. That's the thing that they don't have. Uh, and that's what makes them vampires. You could tell them something that they don't want to hear and they will act, they'll, they'll like completely uh, um, leave you hanging in the cold. It, they could completely say, like, abuse you. Um, literally. That's what they do. That's why it's a clinical thing. It's because they're more they're assholes it's the it's a clinical form of being a huge jerk uh so they are abusive and if you're on the receiving end of that you could call them on it or you could just take it and sometimes i just take it because i just go oh okay he's he he is this way like there's ways of getting around there's ways of letting it go but then after a while of it of the abuse come it's like okay do i really want to just let this person get a, like be in my life no i'm going to call them on it after a certain point not everybody like some people i haven't done this i don't do this with all of them but when i start to get the sense that somebody is a narcissist as soon as possible i uh I ditch them. I, I stop communicating with them. But like I I don't completely block them. I just stop communicating with them and I, I just pretend they don't exist. Unfortunately, they do still exist. Um, so you, I have, to, the, the sooner I feel that gut feeling of like, okay, this person is a, a me monster. This person is self-centered and doesn't have empathy and doesn't give a crap about me. They're just uh, using me to get a uh, supply. 
that's when I cut the cord. I go, yep, sorry, I'm, I don't, I'm not there. I'm not that low self-esteem anymore. I, I, like, that's the problem. The victims of narcissism tend to have low self-esteem and, and high empathy, so they are perfect prey for people that need a narcissistic supply because people, like I just said, like me, will put the narcissist before themselves. They'll be like, okay, I understand that you have this problem, so I'm not going to interject my problem. You might do that, but you'll figure out pretty quick that they just completely ignore it. They just stonewall you. They go, yeah, cool, that's your problem, cool. So why did you say that? We're talking about me, yeah, so they're very, like, it's like a different language. They don't know how to, they just don't have that part of their, that part of their brain is like not exist non-existent the part of the brain that has like that forms and creates empathy like actually goes oh you have this problem well i don't know i'm being a little bit black and white cuz some people that i thought are narcissists and still do get a sense of they're narcissists they it's not like they have zero empathy not all they might have like they might actually think about your problems and give you like advice but that might just be a way for them to f feel good about themselves. For like, oh, I helped you. There you go. See how helpful I was for your problem? Now help me. Now back to me. I don't know, man. I'm over. I'm analyzing it pretty deeply because but when it comes down to it, it's a gut feeling. It's this feeling of vampirism. I, like I got something sucked out of me by hanging out with these people. Um... I've had enough experience with them, at least four, that I could distinctly call, say, um, have this quality about them. I can't diagnose them. Who know, Who the hell knows? But I just know how I feel when I'm around them. And I feel like I can't talk about my problems uh, or even just what I'm interested in because they will... Uh, not care um so anyway and then you just leave uh feeling like you got something sucked out of you so that's how they that's how i feel around them um and i i don't want to be that person I, I mean i know i i, I don't just learning about it i don't know it makes me not want to be that way and it makes me not i don't know because i don't really th i really think I think by this podcast, I'm starting to illustrate that I don't really have the highest opinion about myself. Like sometimes I have high qual, I have high self-esteem, but then it where it go, it it fades away very quickly. So anyway, I'm, I would like to have more. I would like to have not really self-esteem, just confident. Just like how about this? Not even confidence. I just want to enjoy what I'm doing. I want to enjoy the work, like the the heavy lifting of creating something. That's what I am trying to embrace. Because if you can embrace that, that is your prefrontal cortex firing and strengthening. And then you could achieve high-quality long-term goals if you actually start to learn how to enjoy the work itself, not just the result. Like I was talking about this 
editing that I did? Is it going to get me the result I want? Not fully, not really. 50 subscribers or 30 to like 20 to 30 subscribers on YouTube is not really that much to me in terms of a result. Yeah, but the work itself, I in is it's also kind of it didn't really give me that buzz. I didn't really get like a high from doing that editing. Which I guess just means it just wasn't that good of a product, or um, I just don't have the the right baseline dopamine level that I need to enjoy it. Because it's not like it was that great of a podcast, you know. It could have been better, and I don't even know if if, uh, if the whole Timmy Gusto character will be anything. If he'll even ever be able to acquire a thousand subscribers. That itself would be pretty good. It's not much, but it's pretty good. And then the next level would be 2,000 and then 5,000. And then if Timmy Gusto is able to obtain like 10,000 followers on any platform, I think that means he's a success. Cause, but right now, he's, he's at the foothold or the foothills. He's at the very bottom of the mountaintop. I don't know why I said top. He's at the bottom of the mountain. Forget about the top. The peak is the complete opposite of where he's at. Anyway, but I have faith in him. Because I just, I don't know, I have some faith in him. I know that it's stupid, I know that it's cringe and corny, but I like it. I like being able to go into a character and turn it off with some success, not always. I don't always successfully turn it off, because it's hard. But I like that I could always turn it on. I like that about him. I, so I like him better than me sometimes because he's more smooth. He doesn't correct himself all the time. He is confident, and I like. So anyway, I just think it's funny to do a character, but I also get why it's not funny. Because what am I comparing it to? Who does that? Who do, who has a comedic persona? I guess other comics do, but not that many successful ones. Like Larry the Cable Guy was successful, but this was like. 15 years ago. So it's been a while since there's been a character comedian that's been successful. So anyway, but I, I just, who cares? It's a project. And I, I could see myself looking back at it as like, well, that was a stupid idea, but also I like it. That's all I could say. So if I like it now, I'm probably going to like it even more if I actually get better at it. Well, anyway, that's a lot. That's enough time spent on that. Anyway, I need so I need to be even cringier. I think I need to be more, because yeah, like I said with the karaoke, doing karaoke in public, doing it on the phone, that's pretty cringy and controversial too. I might add, there's a lot of controversial clips that I created today. Um, they might be too controversial. 
for most platforms, but whatever. That's part of the the attraction to Timmy Gusto and he is he is my creation. So I that's why I'm putting so much uh, thought into his into what he does. Anyway, so that's weird. That's a weird thing to talk about, man. Talking about that your persona is like a different person like in the third person. That is weird, man. It's very weird. But uh I could always be myself too. I could always be but like myself is like just like mumbles like this is myself i just like i'm very like uh what is the word i'm looking for we have a bunch of stuff in your mouth like marble mouthed like i could barely form a cohesive thought so that's why i haven't been going up as uh my real name because tim likes bomb he's more of a dude that just kind of likes to stay in work on crunching the numbers he likes to write algorithms he likes to code he likes to look at his portfolio stock market portfolio and you know just watch the world go by he ain't the guy that wants attention that's why he's so awkward and like shy so that's why i like having the alter ego because if i'm off stage or as if i'm just myself people know that they ain't gonna get somebody who's rambunctious and you know so that way I, I could compartmentalize that part of my personality the external timmy gusto and the internal the shy tim weichselbaum who is still crazy you know still has some crazy opinions and but he's more undeveloped he's like timid he's very like he's not that he's not an extrovert so somebody has to go up to him usually to start the conversation man like i don't drink anymore so yeah that's all i've made a lot of progress on this podcast man i used to like not give a crap about content about like how offensive whatever man the thing about that is you could complain that the audience won't get you or will judge you for being too offensive or controversial or you could just get better to the point where it's undeniable i don't know there's always room for somebody to complain even if you're like louis ck he's a master of controversial jokes he's he knows how to sell a joke on any dark subject but even he probably gets people that go oh you shouldn't have said that of course he does, but it's a small percentage. It's such a small minority that they're not even in his audience. So who cares? They're not his audience. So he could do well in front of pretty much any audience as long as they don't judge him for the misconduct. So, But that's a interesting conundrum that he's in. It's not that they're judging him for the jokes. They love the jokes. They just won't admit it because they're judging him for something that happened in the past. Misconduct. Yeah. So I just realized, like, yeah, I could avoid certain rooms for comedy because they have a woke slant to them. There's many of those. Or I could just do comedy that is 
not as offensive. Like I, I could just get better at doing cleaner comedy. That's always an option, right? It just maybe it takes more work. Maybe it's just harder. Maybe that's why I don't want to do it. Because nobody wants to be called lazy, man. When it comes to art, you don't want to be called... That is a very offensive... Like, that hurts to be called lazy. So I'd rather... I still like edgy jokes. But I... I don't know. I, I want to be good enough for any room. I want to be able to just be like, Yeah, whatever. I'll just do these jokes. I don't got to scare people off with with what I really think. And even if I do have a dark thought or a controversial opinion, there's a way to dress it up in a way that is funny for even woke audiences. It just takes skill. And once you have that, it is super gratifying and you will go to sleep like a baby. So, I don't know, man. Just It's just part of getting older, man. It's just part of growing up and self-improvement, man. There's a lot of lazy comedians who just complain. It's like, oh, when? Why ain't I getting this? Well, it doesn't help that, you, that you're not good at it, first of all. It also doesn't help that you complain and you have a higher opinion. You have an unrealistic opinion of yourself. That's all the same thing instead of different... Like, if you... Think you're better than you is. Yeah. I'm not one of those comedians. That's why I barely do it because I just hate my... I don't like what I'm doing. I get bored. The novelty wears off very quick with my jokes. I like to be in the moment. Timmy Gusto, when he's on and he has a warm crowd and or audience and people, like even on the podcast that he did... The reason there were so many clippable moments is because the dudes on the podcast understood that he was doing his thing. They embraced his persona. That's why I found over 20 clips from from that one 45-minute podcast. So that's just what I got to focus on, I guess, is finding the right platforms for Timmy Gusto and also for my own stand-up. I don't know. That's separate from Timmy. Timmy Gusto... I'm still on the fence of if he's even a stand-up... I don't even think he is a stand-up comedian. He's a podcast personality, singer. And that's pretty much it, man. You could do a lot with those two things. You could be a talk show host. You could be on a panel for some show. Or just on literally any podcast that talks about anything. Even serious subjects. Who cares? It's... Good enough. But I don't know about stand-up, though. I don't know if he's really a stand-up, because when I do stand-up, I can't talk in that accent. That's tough. They would have to really embrace it. And I just don't know if I want to write that kind of material. Because I, I, when I do stand-up, I drop the accent. I talk like this. I talk in my normal accent, which is still a pretty thick accent. But it's more relatable it it actually gets people to laugh because i'm being more self-deprecating i'm not just going like hey fuck it what is this i don't give a shit but sometimes that is funny to do that to go full out whatever i'm still thinking about i'm still thinking i i'm jealous of comedians that only have one identity i'm jealous of these people that should just go up as themselves 
I can and I have, but I'm not happy with it. So that's why I have to compartmentalize different parts of my personality into different personas. I could just go up there without a persona, just be how I am right now, but you gotta be a heightened version. It has to be something better than this. Uh, at least it has to be in the form of jokes. The cadence doesn't have to be different. I guess. I don't know. The cadence would probably be more on the side of Timmy Gusto, like something like that. I don't know, man. I have a cadence. I have other ways of delivering jokes. Yeah, I'm very. I could be deadpan anyway, but it'd be nice to not have to uh, have two personas, or at least one fake one and not any real one. That's I guess why it sucks. It's fine to have more than one if you're doing if you're being a character. The problem is, it's fake. And the one I have that's real is not something that is uh, something I'm proud enough to showcase yet. Anyway, so that's it. My confidence is in the is in the toilet. Is what's written down here. Um, that covers most of the topics. Comments, uh, yeah, yeah. That's another thing. Um, pretty sure that's come up before. It's like how pursuing comedy. That's a very like. To pursue it long term, that is quite a like dark and dangerous road to take. Like you're putting your mental health on the line, or at least your mental well-being on the line, for a long ways to come, um, and the chances of it changing for the good is pretty it feels hopeless most of the time like when you're right here right now for me it's like okay i've been doing it for 10 years and i could feel this sense of like hopelessness to it it's like yeah <laughs> but uh that's part of the that's what makes it beautiful though having these moments of like this like hopelessness like hope like feeling like yeah this is probably not the right thing to be doing with my life. like that thought right there makes you better i think i mean it's not like i'm quitting anything that you know but i might i might have to get a real job so let's talk about finances before we end this puppy finances is a topic that i'm a fan i love finances but also i hate it too because it's numbers and numbers are just a number Numbers are just man-made categories of power and like ra like rations and like ratios and like that ain't what life is about. Life ain't about finance, but it's a great hobby. But also it's just like the uncertainty of finance. That's another thing that feels almost as uncertain as comedy. Comedy feels more uncertain for sure. At least in finance you know you're going to get paid a dividend every quarter or month, depending on the stock. You're going to get paid that dividend. Yeah, and you could pretty much guarantee some return on average. 
in a certain duration of time, you know, depending on what you're investing in, like index funds. If you're investing in index funds, you're just going to get whatever that index is doing, like or whatever the market is doing in general. If you're buying the entire stock market, then you just, it's in the hands of the market completely with no speculation on your part. You're just buying the entire stock market. That is a smart thing to do once you are done taking risks in individual companies or sectors of the market. You just go, you know what? I have enough money. I don't really want to try to beat the market. Just give me the market. Give me whatever. It's, if it goes up, I make money. If it goes down, I lose money. It'll all come back eventually. It'll all go up in the long term usually. And you're getting paid dividends usually to increase your principal number of shares so if it goes down you still get the dividends whatever so that's just a nice snowball effect that happens you don't have to it's it becomes easier to maintain wealth as you have a bigger snowball because it's rolling downhill and picking up all these dividends anyway I don't have enough money to retire yet is what I'm trying to say. So there's a lot of uncertainty and I'm just wondering on a broad speculatory. It's like how, what will happen with this stock market in the near, in the next one to five years? Cause it's still pretty up there. If you look back at 2020, it's like, like before that it was way cheap. Everything was cheaper. The entire stock market has like doubled in price it like every company for the most part especially in tech has gone up like threefold in the past 10 years so it's like everything is still pretty up there so we could still see a huge correction or recession and i'm waiting i'm I'm checking it every day, but like I don't want to get too consumed in the daily reports and like like the yeah like the annual like just reading all these quarterly reports and like oh did they make their like did they hit or miss their profit whatever you call it like all these boring like to me to some people it's very fascinating the people that are into individual companies. I'm just talking about the entire market. What will it do? Same with crypto. I'm anxious for crypto to to do something interesting. It's been a while. It's been over a year, like almost two years since the crypto market has been surging. And anyway, I'm not financially secure as much as I could be. I guess that's why I'm talking more about finance because I ain't making money from uh, entertainment. I'm spending money on studio stuff. I got these new bass traps, these beautiful bass traps behind me. But this studio ain't generating any income, and I gotta make that happen. Otherwise, what am I doing? But anyway, I don't know. I just gotta keep creating stuff and get, in, get my muscles moving, get the dopamine flowing in my brain so that it could tell the prefrontal cortex to tell my muscles to make art I'm an artist that's what I'm meant to be doing that's what I'm here for is to make art so that's what I'm going to keep doing this podcast not art it was just a very very monotonous tedious neurotic uh, 
diatribe towards one's own psyche. I'm angry at my own psyche. Not really. It's more physical. It's not always, it's not fully mental. It's how I wake up. I keep having these recurring dreams. All night I have vivid dreams about my childhood, home, and pets. It's like, oh, that my dog's still alive. Oh, nope, that was a that was a dream. You idiot! It's like, oh, we still my parents still own the my childhood house. Nope, they sold it. They definitely don't still live there. And then I have dreams about crypto going up. It's like, oh, I gotta sell my crypto. I gotta take this profit before it goes down. And then I get a virus on my computer and I can't sell it. Something. So I'm having these very vivid dreams that I remember. I I remember them, but I don't wake up feeling rested. It's exhausting having that type of cinematic, deep, emotional dreams every single night. So that's what I'm working on. I'm exercising more. I'm exercising every day, um, anaerobic exercise, trying to get my heart rate lower my resting heart rate lower and my vo2 max higher i want to get it to at least average i have a below average vo2 max that's bad and i have chronic fatigue i can't wait i can't stay up longer than 12 hours without needing a nap most people don't have that they can stay up a little longer than 12 hours and that's chronic it's been that way for my whole adult life and I don't know what's going to fix that. We'll see if exercise fixes that. I know it's not like chronic fatigue syndrome. It's not that because I could still... I, I get tired after exercise. But it's something, man. It's something. And that's the next thing we got to figure out. Is it a thyroid problem? Is it uh, fibromyalgia? Is it something that's curable? Or is it just something that's always going to be there? Is it a side effect of some these seizure meds that I've been on? I don't think so. I don't think it's that... I don't think so, baby. But, and it's not sleep apnea. We already figured that out. We already are treating that most nights, not all nights. Some nights it's like, I don't want, I can't put that thing on. It's too uncomfortable to put that thing on. I sometimes only use it for half the night or not any of the night. So maybe I just got to use that more. And that's another expense. It's like, hey, you got to replace the mask already. Hey, yeah, I got to spend another $100 on a new mask. Like, no, I'll, I'll keep using it. I'm going to keep using it until, until it's like has holes in it. I ain't, I ain't got his kind of money to spend. I'm an artist. I'm a overfed but soon to be uh, struggling financially. I'm not ever going to be struggling. I was thinking maybe I'll just move to another country. I was like, oh, I'll be fine. I can just move to another country. Ta- I got nothing to worry about. I'll just move to an Asian country where I can't speak the language and where it's a super low cost of living and i'll just live like a king and still do all the same stuff i'm doing i don't know how i'll do comedy can't do stand-up but i'm barely doing it here so who cares man but anyway that's just a thought i had like, oh i'll be i can just move to another country what are you doing of course you can who america america's a dumb america sucks america's a cesspool these days like you like being living on america where everybody just has guns and like nobody does, people just drive crazily you ever hear about people in Sweden complaining about people shooting guns on the road, like driving insane and getting into road rage? Not really, because it's a happy country. It's a very successful country. That's why I can't go there, because I'm not good enough. They want only themselves. 
It's not like America. America's a chaotic place to live, man. So yeah, I'll just move to an Asian country that's not chaotic. I don't know if that exists. That's also cheap. I don't think so. Singapore, that'd be cool. Don't think I could afford it. This has been a long episode. Sorry for talking so long. I apologize. And um, episode 66, have a good rest of the week, y'all. Peace, love, happiness, and uh, take a shower, though, eventually.